James Gossip. This is King James Gospel's very own podcast. You're talking with Nathan Beatley, the co-expert, and I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Jared and Kyle Hesketh. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Good. All right. And we also got contributor Dan with us. Don't want to butcher your last name again. How are you doing? Good, man. Hope you're doing well. All right. And this is our uh, 13th episode, our third time with Dan on. And we're proud to uh, have just a couple months ago been an idea, but we've now eclipsed uh, 2,000 listens, so it's a pretty exciting mark. So uh, thank you for all the listeners out there. So as usual, we're just going to go ahead and get into our breakdown of the games for this past week. The first game of the week was March 1st against the 76ers. We took an 11-point loss, and I remember watching that game. I remember some cool Ben Simmons moments. Do you guys uh? Do you guys have any opinion on that game? LeBron was very flirtatious, like with Joel Embiid, and then after the game, Ben Simmons, he posted about him and all that stuff. Well, I do think there is a certain type of charisma that that seventy that those two stars in general have. I yeah. think they, I think LeBron knows he can't win with them right now, but I think he would like to play with them. But there's just such a he just has such a home in Cleveland. Because I do think I think they have charisma that LeBron would like to play with. And I think that's why he's going to be good friends with them. Mm-hmm. Like I was at the uh Las Vegas Summer League this past summer, and I actually saw LeBron and Simmons talking a bit, and you can tell that they're probably pretty good friends at this point. Yeah. They're represented by the same agency, Clutch Sports and all that stuff. So besides that, in the game, what'd you notice? I'm seeing we gave up 22 to Reddick, which should never happen in any universe. <laughs> Dan, Kyle, do you guys have any takes on the 76ers game? Uh, I think you're giving Reddick a little less credit than he deserves. But that also has to do with, I guess, our defense, too. We are, we are terrible against shooters that move, hence our problems with the Warriors every single year. But uh, I know I, I, li- I liked... The way we played with effort, for the most part, I mean, I wasn't really surprised because Philly's been a hot team since the All-Star break. Uh, and we're still trying to get our new guys accustomed to playing with LeBron and with, with each other. So I'm not too surprised. It was upsetting, obviously losing, but it, it was what kind of what I expected. I think down the stretch we really suffered, but especially we just didn't shoot well that game. Mm-hmm. Jeff Green, one for six. Thompson, two for six. Hill, three for ten. And Rodney Hood shot 14 and only made five. And I remember him having a wide open three towards the end of that game to make it close that he missed. And I just thought that generally he definitely could have been better. And as a team, I think we should have been better. But... Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think we really came out, like Kyle said, with like it wasn't an effort problem defensively. I mean, it says here that, I mean, we held Philly to 33% from three. I mean, that. They had 10 threes, but that's not really too bad. And Dario Saric had that one dagger three where he looked at the bench after that. That was like, I mean, if Dario Saric is hitting two of five from three, I, I don't know how often 
he's going to be that efficient from there. And uh, I, I thought our defense was all right. Embiid's hit some unbelievable shots in the post on those fadeaways. And we, we I mean, Simmons had 18 points, was a plus 11. He, he did what he did or did what he does and was efficient. It's He's going to get his numbers. It's kind of obviously, like we've said, like a mini LeBron type. And, and yeah, the, the Cavs effort was there. We just we missed some shots. And I think that game, it was more make or miss more than like structural issues and things like that. And George Hill's shot will come and he'll eventually stop getting those rim outs in the corner and, and above the break, things like that. So it was a pretty good effort. They just they made some tough shots. Yeah, for sure. And I was actually really expecting more out of that game, being able to watch it. But we ended up losing, and even the next game we lost, too. We had a nine-point loss to Denver. And overall, I know Gary Harris, he had 32 on us, and that was probably disappointing to watch as fans. But I think that team is a lot better than people give it credit for. One through eight, one through nine, they're a very good team. And they don't even play Daryl Arthur or Kenneth Freed that would get minutes on any other team. And just all around, they were they had a very good performance, shot 55%. And that's partially our defense, but partially their, their shot making. Because I saw Jokic specifically had a couple difficult shots, and not all Gary Harris's were that, that easy of buckets either. And this was actually one of our more full team efforts. Seven players in double figures, even though we lost by eight or nine, even though we lost by nine. So was uh, was there any impressions you guys had? I think the majority of this game I missed. I think I may have caught the last quarter. This was the perfect game. Um, this was a perfect game when you think, or when, when the Cavs are revolved around the saying, live or die by the three. This was the perfect game that uh, showed that because we went nine for 24 from three. And our offense wasn't a problem because when you score 117 points, you're not supposed to lose. And they hit 19 threes out of the 35, which is 50, 54%. So our offense was not the problem. Um, our defense, it, it just wasn't good. Yeah, if you're ever giving up 54% from three, you're not winning. No. Dan, any takeaways from uh, Denver's game? I believe Wednesday? No, that was Friday night, right? Yeah, I think it was last Saturday. Last Saturday, jeez. At least you're close. Uh, Got to check the facts. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you obviously if you score 117, you should win. But it this is pretty much the same uh, broken record as we've had a lot of the season, being bottom one or two in an opponent three point percentage. If you give up 100 or 126, that's obviously not great, and Gary Harris had 165 offensive rating, so he was just he was just on fire, and and he's a nice player, but shooting six of ten for three, I, I, a little bit bit of that is open looks. Some of that he were some of those were tough looks, but they're like you said, they're uh, very tough, very tough team to beat uh, when they're shooting how they're capable of shooting it, and. They move the ball so well. They had, they had 35 assists and nine turnovers. And defensively, we got to be better than that. Uh, obviously, that, that could be said whenever you lose. But uh, Jokic is just a, an unbelievable passer. Uh, is is kind of a broken record. But for a guy that only had nine points, he really had a huge imprint on the game. 
and they we just couldn't stay in front of them and they're not a particularly fast team they i think we had more fast break points than they did but uh offensively yeah we did fine um jr did really well i think in the second half he he went off but uh we don't see enough of JR in that way. And, and Nance played well, but yeah, de- defensively, they're a tough matchup for us because of, we just don't defend the three well enough right now. Kyle, what's your take on the Nuggets game? Uh, the Nuggets have a, a lot of good young talent. Jokic is an all around great forward slash center. Gary Harris is a great upcoming guard. Same with Jamal Murray. He's quality. Obviously you have a former all-star and Paul Millsap. Will Barton scoring 23 off the bench. I mean, they just they just had a better offense than us, and our defense was poor. And like uh, like me and Jared have talked about over and over again, it feels like when LeBron's not playing in the post and when you don't have um, a lot of Jeff Green, who, who does have a lot of post-ups, and you don't have Kevin Love in the post, you lose that post identity, and it's literally live or die by the three, and that's we died by the three that game. Like we, like Jared said, shooting thirty-five or thirty-seven percent, it's just not good. Only, only nine threes. They made nineteen. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I definitely see that. And I just personally for for the Nuggets, I used to cover them for Nug Love, our fan-sided site. I'm not sure that I understand that Jokic may develop into a superstar, and he's still young, and the team is still young in general, but. Real quick, do you guys think it's past the time that a team playing as a team and being a good defensive team can win a championship? Because we're seeing all these super teams formed, and in today's NBA, I'm not sure that Detroit 0-2 team would have won the championship. You know what I mean? The league has gotten so much better. They wouldn't. Well, the league has got better, and the league has got different. You're either tanking, you're in NBA purgatory, or you're the Warriors Cavs. There's not Warriors Cavs Rockets now. There's not many other teams. I throw the Rockets in there. Yeah, for sure. But do you think it's do you think it's possible for a team like Denver if they keep their current roster to win if their players significantly improve in two years? Significantly improve, but not to a superstar level. I mean, uh-huh. I do. I yeah, absolutely. I think. I mean, it depends on what you mean by winning. Are you talking about going to the finals and winning a championship? Yeah, it's the only it's the only type of winning we do around here. I don't know. I see, no, because they haven't been they haven't been in the playoffs in the past couple of years. So, uh, and I, I think this. Denver. I don't see. I'm not sure if they'll win, but they'll definitely give people a hard time. I mean, if you're Could able you to score 126 Conference points. Finals? Or yeah, an outside or or an upset. No. I honestly have. Oh, uh, I absolutely, absolutely, I can see them. If they play the Spurs Timberwolves first round, I think they they could take down the Timberwolves first round. I don't see how that's I, out of question. Maybe not this year, but in a couple of years, uh, absolutely. I mean, they're you, not a Western Conference Finals team. No, you got to be able to play a little defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those guys are still young, yeah, and they're all they athletic. Are, but I just don't see them being able to. Who keep like those kind of said four guys: Murray, Jokic, um, Harris, Harris, and and Millsap's financial obligation already. I just don't see them being able to keep all those guys. And or Barton too. We'll be due for a big payday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you gotta think they they still have Trey Lyles. 
Yeah, and he didn't play. He's kind of on the verge of busting. He's a good player. He's a good player. He is a good he's player. He's on the verge of two, three years into the league. He's not really making any. He's, he's not getting top, that. He was a lottery pick. He was supposed to be better. Yeah, he's. He's a good player, and he'll probably be a good second big man off the bench throughout his career. But I mean, this this is only anybody... his. This is his only his third year. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Right, I get what you're saying, but you never know. Let's go ahead and get into our last game of the week. Besides the game that's being played tonight, we have we beat them Detroit by 22. I think I watched all of that game. We had we all around had a pretty solid game. I think got 31 from LeBron, and I think the big storyline I kind of forgot about, but the big storyline was Nance with 22 and 15 in his first start. Besides that, I'm not seeing much. So. Did anything besides Nance and James impress you guys? Um, Rodney Hood, he looks he looked a lot more comfortable in that game. He shot five. Uh, he shot four of twelve. He shot four for twelve. But even um, with all those misses, uh, you could tell he was he was getting a little more comfortable. They were they were running plays for him, up pick and roll. You know, setting flare screens to get him open. Um, I remember there was a technical foul. And he talked, Hood talked about this after the game. Kyle Korver was going to take the free throw, but instead Korver told Hood to. And uh, Hood said he really appreciated that. That boosted his confidence a little bit. So I really liked that. And um, another thing that stood out to me was our defense. We didn't allow 30 in any of the quarters. In fact, we, I think it was 28 in the first quarter. 28, 21, 21, 20. Right, so the defense was really solid all around. It was a good game. I was happy about it. All right, Dan, any quick takes on that? No, not really. It's just Detroit is is just so hampered offensively right now. I'm not going to read too much into it. Their pick and roll is pretty limited. Uh, Jackson Flickinger actually wrote about that, how we were able to just play our drop coverage. And uh, I, I don't really – I'm not really impressed by being a, a hampered Pistons team. Honestly, Blake Griffin doesn't – is a really good player, but his 25 points don't really affect the game a ton. And yeah, it was good to see the new guys getting a little more comfortable. You could tell, but yeah, J.R. Smith having has zero points in 22 minutes against the Pistons. So I, I, I'm not impressed at all. I think I wasn't really set to talk about this that much, but I think that's kind of what I want our first hot topic to be is I'm not sure pride-wise that JR's okay to taking a back seat as we saw with the soup incident. But do you guys think that there will be a time in the upcoming future that Lou says you're not scoring, you're not shooting well? When when does Lou pull the line? I think and this is just should. your guys' take. If this poor shooting continues. I think he should pull the line when Kevin Love returns. And I think the starting lineup should be George Hill. You slide Rodney Hood in at the two position. Then you got LeBron, Love at the four, and Nance at the five. I think that's our best lineup. And I think um, it would be a disservice to the team if Lou didn't at least think about that. And that's, yeah, at the same time, it's also going to drive us into our hot topic for tonight, which is going to be how, the ro- how we want the rotations to play out, both starting the game and ending the game, especially with the playoffs looming. So, uh, Dan, what's your take on J.R. Smith, and how do you think the Cavs should uh, start their games leading into the postseason? Consider uh, Love being back. Okay, well, I was going to say we should just – we need to bench J.R. as soon as possible because it's about 
three or four months to do at this point. So but, you're going with, um, uh, let's just cut him right now? Yeah. No, 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 no not <laughs> cut him. But, um, yeah, I, I like what uh, Jared just said. He had Hill, Hood, uh, LeBron at the three, Love at the four when he's back, and then Nance at the five. Because yeah. Tristan Thompson is just not – He's not a defender this year in the same way he has been, and I don't want him switching out on guards anymore. I'm so sick of seeing that. And uh, as far as who plays at the end, uh, I actually like that. Or You could either flip-flop, in my opinion. You could flip-flop. Um, I guess in the at the end, you could also go with uh, Rodney Hood bringing up the ball in spots at the one. And then at the two, have Kyle Korver because he just makes winning plays at both ends, really. Except uh, game four. Game except three. game four. Yeah. Well, we're not going to skip Bayless this, but. Uh, <laughs> and then you got LeBron at the three on the wing, and then Kevin Love at the four for your post presence and free throw opportunities. And then five with, with Nance and his switching ability. That's to close the game. Yeah, I uh, I think I generally agree with this. And I didn't try to look up too much on this, but the Cavs' best and most consistent fourth-quarter lineup since the break has been Clarkson, Hood, James, Nance, and Smith, which is their best net rating in the fourth quarter over the Cavs' last 10 games. Okay. And that may not – that obviously excludes Love. And I think my lineup – for closing the game would be sliding love in there for Smith to throw in some extra height and defensive rebounding. So for me, you have Clarkson, Hood, James, Nance, and Love because I feel like Clarkson, because Hood is a good player, but I don't necessarily see him as the playmaker that Clarkson is. And I think on the offensive end, you want multiple guys that can mm-hmm. operate the pick and roll while maybe you just use James as a decoy or as we saw in a couple a couple instances over this past week or as a cutter because his basketball IQ is so high. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a couple different ways you could play it, but I think it comes down to whether you would rather have Kyle Korver as a distraction or possibly LeBron with Jordan Clarkson handling the ball. I'm not yeah. sure if I would want Jordan Clarkson to close the game because sometimes – there's there's moments where he takes ill-advised shots, and while there's like a pass open, he's not he's not much of a pass kind of guy, you know. He he much more shoot the, the ball in the pass. At the same time, he's made some big shots already for the Cavs. He's also had some costly turnovers and bad shots in crunch time. Yeah, See, I, I get I get I get where you're coming from with the shots, but if I had to choose between Clarkson running the point or say hood or hill two minutes left i think i'm going hill or hood i don't know if i'd want clarkson out there it's okay for you guys to be wrong (laughs) yeah i I just i'm just gonna agree with them on that because i I, clarkson's a very talented player he can he can fill it up but in in the in like clutch time i just don't totally trust jordan clarkson because he hasn't been on that stage enough if at all like in the playoffs and I think that's kind of what we're going gearing toward and there's just too much volatility with Clarkson he's he always is I I like him he's a he's an energy guy in like the second and third quarter that he can really bring it 
and he kind of gets you when there's stagnant offense, he can go get you a bucket. But when it's crunch time, I want guys to make winning plays. And I don't see that enough from him. There's just too much up and down and he plays too fast and is almost like frenetic in a way. Defensively, I don't love him either. So, right. But there, there comes a time in the playoffs when it's half court offense. And exactly. you have to be smart. You have to make the right play. And that's where I think, even though Tyron Lue says Rodney Hood is a little, uh, less, little less aggressive than he wants him to be, I think that's okay in those spots. And the same with George Hill. They're not going to make poor decisions with the basketball. So, I, I mean, I agree with, with you on, on the fact that, yes, Nathan, he can go get, his, he can go get a bucket whenever he wants. It's, he's kind of like uh, Kobe, not... Not talent-wise, obviously, and not he's not going to be a future Hall of Famer quite yet. But I also think he spent a little too much time with Kobe and thinking he can take over a game. And he's he's just not that kind of player. I'm still not 100% convinced, partially because Clarkson's a better scorer. He's been a better rebounder. He's a better distributor. He's shot better. He shot the three better. He shot more threes, more efficient from three. There's then, no good George, stats to tell you that... Who are you comparing them to? Hood. There's no good stats that say, late in the game, I can trust Clarkson, but I can't trust Hood. Because Hood's gone 5 for 14, 4 for 12 the last couple games. I mean, are you wanting to really trust that late in the game over a player that can get to the bucket with ease? No, but he, I'm... I'm t- no, 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 no. He hit a clutch and one against the Brooklyn Nets. 50 seconds left. Yeah, not going to lie, don't even remember that one. But would you rather have someone make a smart basketball play or force a shot up when it's I a mean, bad it shot? If if I'm giving it to a guy that's forcing it up but hitting 51% of his shots. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know how sustainable that's going to be though, and some of his big shot making has been I mean, he made he had that game against Boston where he was red hot and he's been hot, but there's just way too much up and down with Jordan Clarkson. Right, like, and that was... It's, it's going to wear down the numbers, and Rodney Hood can... When Jordan Clarkson, his DNA is, I'm going to score the basketball. And in crunch time, I don't... I, I want LeBron making the decisions over Clarkson, and I feel like Clarkson's almost been too... I don't want him to get too, like, high and mighty in those situations over the next few weeks, you kind of have to like rein him in a little bit. And I don't know if Lou is able to do that really. Cause I don't really know if I trust Ron Lou doing that, but LeBron will, I, I guarantee you LeBron didn't want Jordan Clarkson making a dumb basketball play in the last minute. That's what I see. And Rodney hood will make the, the better basketball play nine times. out of And that's kind of what I was getting what at. Right. That's what I see. Right. And that's I mean, it's it's also like you were talking about if a guy's forcing up a shot but hitting the shot. This was the same problem that I had with Kyrie Irving. When he was hot and hitting those crazy shots, it was great. But All when right, he okay missed those shots, I don't know. But that's that's I I understand that. But that's not my point. I'm I, my point is Kyrie always thought whether I'm one for ten or nine for ten, I deserve to take that last shot. Can whether we please, whether can if we please remember the player that brought us our first championship. Can we also remember the player that cost us a couple games in the finals last year? Yeah, you, yeah. 
He's right. Kyle's I think right. I would take the winning shot for a championship for a couple. Kyrie Irving, there was multiple. He also dropped 40 in a couple of those games. There was multiple games last year in the finals where Kyrie Irving took the ball up against three players, had Kyle Korver and Kevin Love and J.R. Smith open, and he did not pass the ball to him. They're wide open. That's not a smart basketball play. Whether you hit that shot or not, I don't care. It's not a good play. I agree. You're not always going to get players that all the time make smart basketball plays either. Kyle Korver, no, even I, though he can get, you're not going to see him playmaking. And sometimes you have to live with the playmaking that Kyrie Irving is, even if he takes tough shots. He's oh, yeah. one of just so many people that can make that play. You're you're totally right on that. And I, I'm, I'm with you on Kyrie. I mean, there's there's a guy that's arguably the most clutch player in the league. When, when it comes James. to push, push to shove. But, well, you're right on that, too, in a way. But, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Clarkson is not in the same stratosphere of Kyrie Irving. No, but I was just kind of making I was just kind of making that. Scoring, same like, playmaking. Yeah, but Kyrie is a, is a different animal. He's the reason we won any games in the finals, too. And that wasn't about Kyrie us losing. We just got shell-shocked from – we couldn't defend anybody. So, that – that's Kyrie's not going to make all the big time plays like in terms of passing and whatnot, but yeah, Clarkson is not nearly the isolation stratosphere and he's not going to hit it from three in the playoffs against playoff defense like Kyrie. So. Well, hold on one more thing. Um, Nathan, I think you're giving Clarkson a little bit too much credit for his playmaking ability. I don't see him much as a playmaker. Hold up. What did you just say? I don't see No, I, I heard what you said, buddy. But I Clark think is definitely a playmaker. I think Not he's got a different uh, definition of playmaker than does Nathan in a way. I, I see what he's saying. Yeah, I, yeah. Clarkson is a shot creator, not a playmaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a creator. No, but he's not a playmaker. He doesn't he doesn't look to pass the ball and make plays for his teammates. That that's not necessarily a playmaker in my mind. You're thinking well, yeah, of a shot the creator. Is you put, you put one, yeah, kind of like a shot creator, I guess. But yeah. he also makes plays. You put one player in the game. You give me one second unit player that says go take over the game. It's either Clarkson or Jeff Green. I'm taking Rodney Hood. Uh, I'm not taking Rodney Hood. If you're telling me uh, go play some guy one on one, I'm taking Clarkson. I'm taking Hood. Well, I'm agree sorry. to disagree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys i kyle did you give me who's your starting lineup uh starting lineup i mean real kyle. quick can we go back to the pistons games for one second because i want to i want to say this is larry nance's coming out party he wore 22 <laughs> yeah, he had 22 we won by what 22, 22. <laughs> larry nance you starter were, you were waiting to say that this entire that was <laughs> yeah he was waiting to be like twenty two, twenty two. Let's go. Seriously, I think I think Nance should be a starter. I I think I don't want to say double T's washed, but he's getting to double that T point. Double T is what he is. He yeah, is what he is. Okay, that's that's fair to say. Okay, well, uh, just let me peep real quick. Um, I was actually doing an article last night, and I did an article on this, and uh, it's crazy because we we harp on double T so much. But he's played. He had four straight seasons of not missing a game. He's almost twenty-seven, 
And in two of those seasons, they went to 20-plus games. And that's stuff that LeBron can't even say that he's done. So I think it's hard to season after season expect him, especially in the regular season, to really perform like that. I mean, not everyone's LeBron in their eighth season in the league. Right, and you may lose your athleticism, and I think he's starting to a little bit because he has so much wear and tear on your, on his body. But that and doesn't mean— rightly he, Yeah, rightly he should lose a starting spot too. Go for it. Right. But you also have other players that develop other aspects of their game, which is something that he has not done at all. Right. Yeah, correct. He hasn't developed a mid-range shot at all. He hasn't developed the mid-range shot. He's still... Right, and he's still... And breaks it half the time. Yeah, right. Nance has the ability to make a mid-range shot. He even has the ability sometimes to make a three-point shot. He he does not make a three-point shot, and he doesn't really have a post game yet, which I would really like to see him develop. And but he's, I think he's he younger, though. Enough, he will develop that. Yes. He's actually not that much younger than uh, Tristan. He's only about two years younger. Maybe like, all right, well, now this is my favorite segment. I get to host our game, Fact or Fiction. So you guys ready for this? I don't want to play. I think these are... <laughs> Kyle, you don't want to play 14-6 on these. I know. And I just them. for the... Uh, just for the leaderboards, Kyle is fourteen and six, and Jared is twelve and eight. So yes. since we started it, that's how it's uh, ran down. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this. And Dan, we probably won't track yours, but we'll definitely give you a chance to answer them. All right. All right. Fair enough. The Cavaliers, per TeamRankings.com, are projected to finish with the fifth most wins in the East. Fact or fiction? This this website isn't my friend. Let's say fact. Um. I'll I'll say fact fact too. What the hell? So you think? Wait, you guys think they're gonna they're, they're gonna fifth? It's they projection. Think gonna finish fifth. It's projection. No, no, no way. No fifth. Is... No, 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 fiction, 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 fiction. It is Jared with the win. They're yeah, projected to no finish way. fourth. <laughs> Moving on to the second one, we're gonna do a couple uh that have been since the break, which means after the All Star break only. And that's just because that's really the team that we care about, the team that we have now. We don't need to include the Jay Crowder Cleveland Cavaliers team. Hmm. All right. So since the break, Larry Nance Jr. is leading Cleveland in all ratings, offensive, net, and defensive. Fact or fiction? I'll go with a fact in that one. That sounds like a fact. Yeah, I'll go with a fact, too. And you're all wrong. Guess who's number one in defensive rating? If you say Jared Smith, I'll freak out. I swear to God. Nope. Oh, God. is it? It's Clarkson, isn't it? Yup. Oh, so, God. Nance Jr. leads the Cavs since the All-Star break in net rating and offensive rating. And plus minus. 98.3 defensive rating is not higher than, I believe, Clarkson's 90. His 98.3 is not higher than Clarkson's 96.8. Hmm. There we go. That was a can, good one. See, can I'm, we see who Clarkson today. was uh, guarding in this time? Clarkson, Clarkson's a pretty good defender. Well, like, to be fair, it really doesn't uh, matter. Clarkson. He, he, yeah, he, 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 has, he has Nance on the floor with him. so He gets, <laughs> he gets steals. He gets steals, though. He, the he only does. reason you're a good defender is because you get Nance. Hey, it's and you, key. You it's can't, better, way better than TT, man. And you can't put a lot of stock into steals because you know who led the league in steals one year was Allen Iverson, and he was a horrible defender. Yeah, Russell Westbrook's, like, all of his defensive metrics are all BS, honestly, too. So are Kyrie's. Yeah, system System player. Oh, that's the reason why we thought Jay Crowder was so good. System player. 
All right, moving on. Since we all know everyone's a system player. So is Draymond since Green. The, since the break, the Cavaliers <laughs> are in the bottom half of the league in points per game. Since the break, they've been in the bottom half? Bottom half? No way. No way. No way. Fiction. No, actually. No, I believe that. No, fiction. Fiction. Kyle? What's up? What, what are, so you believe it. So it's, you, sir, you're saying fact, right? Yeah, dude. It is fact. They're 16th. Which oh is God. technically bottom half of the league. Well, All they're right. what? Yeah. No, what'd you go for, Damon? What were you no, saying? I was just going to say the differences between, like, the plus minus, like, in between losses and wins is, like, if they're winning by 16 and losing by 10. So I actually could see it. But now I think about it. Yeah, they've just had some really bad offensive nights. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. That's still surprising, though. All right. Fact or fiction? The Cavaliers bench is a top five scoring bench since that is a fact that is a fact i swear to god (laughs) if i get this wrong i'm leaving i'm leaving i'm leaving if i get this wrong it's a fact it's a fact it's a fact fact. fact. yeah i want to say it's a fact too man y'all are tripping that's fiction. You're wild. You're wild. I told you mine were good tonight. I told you <laughs> no, they were it's not. I just I, looked. Dude, I was looking at I swear the other day I said it was fourth. I'm going to send you a screenshot of it. You're wild, dude. Nope. It's not. Nope. I hate this game. No, wait. <laughs> give, me, give me two seconds. I don't, I don't memorize stats. I just, like, look at them and reference them when, like, Oh, when yeah, I'm for sure. I, but that's kind of. I mean, that's honestly, well, I'm just not going to remember them after I do it. <laughs> That's kind of the point of the game is to show some crazy things. I really, I really didn't even want to play, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe next time we won't. <laughs> no, I like Fine. playing. I like playing. Fine, if that's how you guys want to act. I don't like losing. So, so fact or right. fiction, fiction, JR is going to be in that Supreme jersey tonight. <laughs> you know what? This game... This uh, Nathan would ask a question in this game, and he'd be like, "Fact or fiction? J.R. Smith is gonna hit twenty-seven threes tomorrow in a row. Fucking, he'll fucking do it in a row." <laughs> Man, not, you're, not thirty. You're bitter not, over that one. I hate All this right. game, dude. This last it. one's good too. Oh my god. Which means you'll probably get it since you'll just reverse think it. The I'll Cavaliers are in the bottom five of the league in three-point field. Let me restart that. The Cavaliers are in the bottom five of the league, so they have a bad three-point field goal percentage since the break. <sighs> I'm going to go fact. Fact. Jared, Kyle? Or Dan, Kyle? Fact. Fact. Yep. Facts. That was facts. All right, so that sums it up. Maybe the Maybe we be returning to that one just because uh the anger that it uh and tension that it really built up and uh we're not even together but i feel the tension right now i have nightmares about this game <laughs> well, all right was, so let's i was just what, gonna what say are... i was i was perfect in missing everyone no dan you were actually uh i i had down you were two and three all right so that's all we have for you this episode we're gonna go ahead take a look at the next couple games that the Cavs are playing we have uh the Clippers, which we're 1-0 against. And as you know, we are starting our longest road trip of the month, if I believe that's correct. And we have three games all on the West Coast against the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Suns. There's no back-to-backs, and I believe it goes 
Saturday, Tuesday, th- no. It's every other day. Friday. Yeah, it goes Friday, Friday, Sunday, Sunday Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So mark those on your calendars. There'll be late night games. How do you guys think that's going to wind out? Um, uh, I have a dub against the Clippers. Uh, I think we're going to destroy the Lakers. That's going to be IT's, the Suns. If we don't beat the Suns, then I'm going to I'm going to have a mental breakdown. You, you heard it here first. Devin Booker's dropping 70. Uh So <laughs> we're going to beat the going? beat the Clippers, beat the Lakers, and then Devin Booker's going to smash us. No way. So lost lost to the Suns? Yeah. All right. Dan, what you thinking? Uh I'll go narrow victory over the Clippers and Lakers and then Devin Booker can get 70 I guess and then they'll, the Suns in total will get 76 points so <laughs> Cavs Cavs all three wins yes yes that'd be honestly sad if they couldn't get all three wins yeah it's the same thing I'm going with I feel like even doesn't matter if it's away home who cares but at the same time we are looking for a new name for our preview since 21 Shump Street is no longer available. So I know there's about 100 of you listening out there. So send us in either Twitter or on Facebook some of uh, some of your best names that you can think of. All right. So before we end, be sure to rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Do whatever you can to get your King James gossip every, dropping every Thursday morning or at least most of them. And we're going to be starting as the playoffs hit. We're going to start doing them hopefully every after every post game so be sure to uh subscribe and listen for those thank you see you